Hey everyone, welcome to Daily Dose of Serotonin, the show about mental health delivered in a less conventional way. We all have health and we've all got a brain, so we've all got mental health that we need to take care of. I'm here to break down the walls, stigma, boxes, labels. I'm not here to educate or diagnose, and I'm especially not here to tell you what to do because you are the one with the wisdom and the answers. And I am here to present new ideas, new perspectives, so that you can find your own answers and live a life a little healthier, happier, you here. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm Sarah Pringle, your host. But that's not really important because you're the star here. All right, if you're ready, here's your little dose of serotonin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Daily Dose of Serotonin. I hope that you're doing well. If you could give yourself a really big hug right now, unless you're driving, do not take your hands off the wheel. But if you're not driving, give yourself such a big hug from me. Fill yourself with so much love. And let's dive right in. So today I want to talk about the word should. And why do we use the word should? How do we feel when we use the word should? And is it really serving us? And what would happen if we deleted it from our vocabulary? So there's a little bit of fear around it as well. And I want to dive through all of that. I want to unlock that. What is a fear? Why do we say this word? What is it doing in our bodies? How is it helping us? How is it not helping us? And I want to unpack everything that I know about it just so that we can really see what if we shifted our words and how much would it actually change for us. Okay. So I was talking with a friend and we noticed that we were saying things, or at least I was saying things and she was calling me out on it. And I was saying that I should be doing this and I should have done that and should. And, and she's like, let's just, let's just take it and, and get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it. And when she said that, I was thinking like, when we rephrase the word, my body just felt different. There was less of like, there was more of this internal pull to do something as opposed to like things suffocating and coming at me. And so then I was talking to another friend and we noticed ourselves saying should all the time. I should be working out right now. I should have done this. I was laying on the couch and I was thinking about the things I should be doing and, oh, I should go home and do this, but I really want to go for a hike or I should, 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 should. And then we just said, whoa, like, what does this even mean? And then we dove deeper and we were, we were looking at, there's so much information readily, readily available in the world right now. And there's things saying the five things that you should do for, if you want to do this or the five things that you should be doing right now, if you want to live a happy life, the five, like all these things of like, if you want to be happy, you should be doing this. If you want to be healthy, you should be doing this. If you want success, you should be doing this. If you want to be like other people, you should be doing this. If you want Whatever it is, the world and the environment is telling us what we should be doing. But who really knows what we should be doing? And we are not a one size fits all. This world is made up of 8 billion completely different people that do not fit into a one should. So, what is your should? What should you be doing for you? So let's see right now what we can use to replace the word should and just see what happens in our body. And I think that when we do that, we will actually find, hopefully this doesn't get too confusing, we'll actually find what we should be doing for us 
by removing the should. (laughs) That made no sense at all. But finding what you value, finding what you need to do, what you can do, what you will do by removing that in our brains and our ears and it's coming at us and it's telling us and there's marketing and there's advertisements and should, 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 should. Let's cut it out. So again, if you're driving right now, maybe don't do this because I need you to keep your eyes open and on the road. I need, I need you to stay safe, my friend. So if you're not driving, if you could just close your eyes, take a breath because that always feels good. My, my little cat just took a little breath too and he he squirmed and rolled over and it was really cute. So take a breath and think about a scenario. Think about something that you've been putting off, something that's worrying you, something that you're avoiding, something that you feel that you should be doing. Okay. So now tell yourself, oh, I I should do this, whatever it is. How does that feel in your body and where do you feel it? And does it feel good? Does it feel motivating? Because there's never a time where we can hate ourselves into doing something. Or at least I have never experienced that. Maybe some people do. Maybe that's, again, this isn't one size fits all. So I can't say that it's a one size fits nobody because maybe it fits somebody out there. And generally those one size fits all t-shirts or those one size fits all caps is one size fits nobody. Like, let's be honest, those one size fits shirts, nobody fits them. Not even, so it's not fits everybody. But (laughs) then when I say that, It doesn't work for anyone to hate yourself into something. Maybe some people can't, so I don't want to cut that out. But how often when you feel bad about yourself, do you actually feel motivated? Not very often. We end up going into a shame cycle where we don't like the way we look. So then we tend to do, we focus, what we focus on expands. So we tend to do the things that are causing us to look this certain way that we don't like and we focus and we keep doing it and we keep going and then we feel bad and then we keep doing it and we feel bad and we keep going and we just want love and we just can't handle it. We feel like we're stuck and we're drowning and we're drowning no matter what it is. And then it's like, I want to be better with money and then, but I avoid my bank account and I feel bad and like, oh, I don't want to look at it and I'm so broke. I'm going to focus on things that are broke and I'm going to feel bad and I'm going to look at it and it's going to feel shame and then I'm going to keep doing the things and I'm going to keep spending money so I feel better and I won't look at it. And you see where this is going? When you hate into something or you should yourself into something, there's this external yucky force that feels like it's compressing inward and not pushing us anywhere. And then what if we switched it to, I get to. So I did a whole speech for Toastmasters. Toastmasters is a public speaking club. And I did a whole speech on gratitude. And how when you get to do something, it changes your whole mindset. So same thing. Say you have a pile of dishes and you're sitting on the couch and you know you'd feel so much better if you just got those dishes done before you go to bed. And you really want to go to bed, but you keep watching the show because you don't want to do the dishes, but you also can't go to bed without doing the dishes. So you're going to keep watching the show. And then you keep saying you should be doing the dishes. And and then what if you say, I get to do the dishes? Now, how does that feel? Oh yeah, if your eyes are still closed, I'm sorry, friend. I'm sorry I didn't tell you to open them back up. I went on a rampage. So you can keep them closed if it feels good. But how does that feel now? Okay, when you say, I get to do the dishes, does it make you feel ridiculous? Because you're like, well, I don't want to do them. But if you have dishes, it means you had food. If you had food, which means you got to eat. Eating's awesome if you're Sarah. I, I love eating. And 
if you're eating, then your body is, is, is now being nourished and then you can be alive and you get to live. And, and when you break this all down, it's kind of a beautiful thing to be able to have dishes or to be able to have a home where you can do the dishes or to have a kitchen. So I know that it can be a lot of pressure on yourself to find the good in everything, but just try it. Just say in your body, I get to do the dishes. Doesn't that feel so much better? So close your eyes again, or if you've kept them closed, keep them closed, and then say, what about I can do the dishes? Now, don't you feel a driving force coming from within you when you say that? At least I do. Am am I just crazy over here? I don't like to say the word crazy. I apologize. Am I thinking wild thoughts over here? So when you say I should, there's this, there's a should is like something else is telling us to. But when you say I can, something inside of you screams, hallelujah, we can do this. So when you lay there and say, I can do the dishes, it's kind of empowering. Like, whoa, look at me over here. I can do dishes. That just feels different in my body. And so be careful with the words you use and the phrases because it, it feels and it registers and it, you know, They also say that when you speak to water, it will move in different ways to words. And there's a book I want to start reading about that. And I'll do an episode. I got to find someone who knows more about it. But if our body's 70% water, then what are the chances that the things we're saying to each other doesn't make all the little water bits in our body? (laughs) I know I'm really sciencey. I'm in a goofy mood right now. So yeah, it's it's late and I'm in a goofy mood. So please bear with me, friends. But what if the water moves in your body differently? So when you're saying things like, I can do this, and you feel empowered and everything, every cell, everything's moving in your body slightly different. Isn't that what we want? Now, the last one I want to say is, what if you're laying there, <laughs> eyes are still closed, and you say, so, so say now, not the dishes, let's move on. Let's say you want to go for a walk. You know that once you do it, you'll feel better. And, and, and so in the morning you say, okay, I'm going to get up at six and I'm going to go for a walk. And then, or, or you say, when I get up at six, I should be going for a walk because my friend told me that walking's good for me or something. Okay. So now you wake up and it's six and your alarm. And then you think, I really want to go back to bed. My bed is cozy, but then your brain says you should get up and go for a walk. Well, I don't know about you, but that starts my day off on a whole awful foot. And I want to turn that alarm off and go back to bed. Now, what if you said, I will go for the walk? Because last night you already decided. Last night you already decided I'm going to go for a walk because I know that this is what I need, what I can do, what I get to do, and I will feel better. So I will go for the walk. You're in control here. Notice when you say those things, you're in control, you can, you will, you get to, you're going to, it's going to happen. But the should just makes you feel like you're a slave to to something else. And you're not even really sure why you're doing it. Sometimes we're doing things. Not everyone should be going to the gym. Not everyone should be drinking four liters of water every day. Everyone's should is different. So when we're just throwing around the word should, we feel like trapped and like someone's controlling us. And what if you're the one that gets to control your own life? And we know what we need. And we know when we need to take a break and we need to rest and not work out. And we know when we need to work out. So listen to that. Make the decision then to do it. 
and then feel good about it and know that you get to, and then feel gratitude and just try this. Just try this. Honestly, I'm struggling big time. I have some dishes in the sink I have to do. I was just making some raspberry jam and there's, there's a lot of procrastination that I struggle with. And I, I tell myself I should, I should, 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 and it, it hasn't been working. So these are just, it's not going to happen overnight. And, and that was the point I was trying to say is what if this is just another mindset shift, a heart shift, a use of language shift, just a little tiny bing in your world, just to shake up a little something and be like, what if we just started saying these things and said, would I feel different? What would change? Maybe nothing. Or maybe just one day, one day in all the next, for this next year, in the next 365 days, maybe one of those days you got up and walked just because you said I can instead. Isn't that amazing though? It's still amazing. It's still worth it to me. How hard is it just to be conscious? Now you're already conscious. I already planted the consciousness, the awareness into your head. So it's already there. And now you will notice when you say should, or hopefully you'll notice when you say should, and just see how that feels. Notice next time. And 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 just add it in little pieces and, and see how you feel and see what's happening. And see if we're going towards somewhere. So let's cut out the should together. Figure out what you need, what's valuable to you. Because not everyone's supposed to be a millionaire or wants to be a millionaire. Not everyone wants to be famous or heard or seen as like great grandiose stages. Some people want to live in their beautiful little tiny houses and give back to the earth. And they're giving in so many other ways. And we look at people as ranks. And I did some work with people that um, they saw people as numbers, as higher and lower, the dregs of society and and the elite. And that bothered me so much because I believe that we can learn something from every single person. And as soon as considered higher up people tell us what we should be doing because that's what worked for them. Something's wrong. And this is why I try to be careful because it's so hard. Um, sometimes we we want to say a different message and it comes across wrong. And I don't want to, I don't want to say that we should cut out the word should either. And I know that we, I need to stand in something and I can't just keep saying, well, do what you want, but I'm here to Say, fine, you have the power, you have the answers, and you have the wisdom. And I'm just here to present another tool. Just put it in your backpack. And when you need it in this journey called life, then use it. If you never use it, then you never use it. I hope that my voice at least isn't uh, too annoying so that if you don't use this tool, you at least enjoy the episode. And that, my friends, is all. That's it. Guide, guide yourself. You have a purpose and you add to this world and nobody can tell you what your mission and your purpose and what you're supposed to be doing and what we're all supposed to be doing. You got it. And I believe in you. Just take a deep breath in that, in that knowing, in that connectedness that it's all okay. It's all okay. That overwhelm, procrastination, things that are filling up, all of it is okay. And, and I got you and I'm sending you love and you can do it. You can kick butt. You are amazing. And I love you. I don't know who you are or I might know who you are. You might be like, Sarah, you know me, but maybe you're a new listener and, um, you can love someone without knowing them because 
Love isn't just this, this feeling. There's so many different types of love. And I have a beautiful friend and she's Greek and she was explaining like the seven different types of love. And then there's just, we can love everybody. And even the people we need to remove from our lives, we can send them love and feel love for them. And so if you don't know me or I don't know you, I'm sending you love. And if I know you, I'm also sending you love because the world needs a lot more of it. And love is just what's best for you. And, and just, I feel like it's this energy. So even when I have to remove people from my life because they've hurt me so bad and we both need to move on, I still send them love because I still genuinely want them to do okay. And there's some people I'm not quite there yet, but we're going to work on it. But all of you, I love you. I want you to shine in your way and what shining is for you. And I'm just repeating myself, so I'm going to stop. <sighs> Have a wonderful night. Keep breathing. I actually, sorry, keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm sorry. There's a, a sticker I put on my laptop that says, just breathe. So when I do this episode, if you like all of a sudden hear this like really big breath, it's because I, uh, I just remembered sometimes I'm holding my breath for too long. Okay. You can, you can do it. So go out there, whatever it is, whatever, five, four, three, two, one, you can do it. Go do it. I love you. Bye. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Daily Dose of Serotonin. If this episode put a smile on your face or helped you in any way, please share it with someone who needs to hear how special they are. And most importantly, if you need a smile or an ear to listen, please reach out. I'd love to connect with you and send positive vibes and virtual hugs. You can find all my info to connect in the show notes. Keep shining, friends. Sending so, so, so much love.